it's Mother's Day, which is just honestly one of the most awkward times to preach for a male pastor. I feel a little bit better because I'm a dad, so I have like, I mean, something in the parenting game. But when it comes down to it, we got nothing compared to what moms do, okay? I understand that. So with all humility, I come to you saying, this will be kind of a parenting message, but it's also, don't check out, you're like, I'm not a parent, I'm out. Like, it's got a lot of practical application for all of us. And I also understand why my dad made my mom preach on Mother's Day, right? So he, he, he's got a lot more years of experience on me, so he just said, you know what? But Kelly, Kelly's not ready yet to, uh, to preach. <laughs> Although she is speaking at the ladies' morning out next week, and she's going over her message last night and telling me about it and started preaching at me. Apparently, I needed to hear the ladies' night out message last night, too. Uh, so, ladies, you don't want to miss next morning. It's going to be fantastic. I'm uh, super proud of her. Let me tell you what. The woman that I married uh, 13 years ago next week is not the woman that will be preaching. Uh, I mean, it's the same person, but uh, it's not the same. <laughs> Before rumors start or anything awkward happens, that is the same woman. Uh, can you tell I was on a cruise all week? Uh, so I don't know what's going to happen out of my mouth. Um, but she has developed and grown and become, so God has worked in her and moved in her and released her of bondage and, and things. And it's been absolutely beautiful to watch. And so um, my mom and I sometimes just talk like, can you, can you believe that that's the same, same woman? And, and mom's like, not really. I mean, I loved her then. And she was way better than all the rest of your girlfriends, so I was praising God about her. <laughs> but I just can't believe, you know, who she's become and how God has worked through her and, and, and started to form her. And it's just a, a blessing to watch and a blessing to watch her being a mom. As the rest of us husbands, I know, go, it is a blessing to watch moms be moms. It is, you do things that we just don't understand, right? You change diapers, you hold, you get things to stop crying when they should be crying. Like, here's our solution. Oh. Right, and um, and you just you do you're miracle workers, and and we stand in awe of you. So this morning, <clears throat> we're going to start a series called the race. It's going to be a three week series called the race, and it's all about Hebrews twelve verse one. So if you want to find in your Bibles Hebrews twelve verse one, go there now. Turn on your phone, whatever you need to do. Uh, download the U version app. If you don't have a Bible of your own, feel free to take one of the Bibles that's in the seats in front of you. If you have eight at home, please don't take one of our Bibles. Just dust off the ones at home. Hebrews 12, verse 1. We'll be going through this uh, scripture for the next three weeks. So it's an important scripture. It is basically the culmination of the book of Hebrews. There's been a drumbeat going on as the author of Hebrews has been going through the history of the Jewish people and continues to talk about them. And there's this momentum building as you read uh, Hebrews 10 and 11. It's just this, this drumbeat kind of crescendo happening. And what he says, he's going through Abraham and Moses and Joshua and Joseph and, and, and Caleb and all these great heroes of the faith. And he concludes it with this verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that is hinders us and that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Since we are surrounded 
by such a great cloud of witnesses. This is where we're going to center in on today because being a parent, being a person, being a Christ follower sometimes gets very lonely. If you're the only Christ follower at work, you feel very lonely. Maybe you're the only Christ follower in your family. It gets very lonely. Maybe you are wherever you're at. At the cruise this week, it was pretty apparent we were the only Christ followers there. Um, it was like, oh, I didn't know we went to Panama City. We went on a cruise, but that's okay. Um, you find you get kind of lonely in that, and you go, whoa, life is a little different now. I'm, not, I'm kind of by my, myself here. And the scripture speaks directly to that. And it's one of the reasons why we believe so strongly in being a friendly, welcoming church is because we are the cloud of witnesses. We are the community that you get to choose to be a part of. And it says, you know what? You're surrounded by us. And we're saying, go, 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 go. You can do it. You can win. Go, go, go. We had a bunch of ladies last week, very proud of our ladies. Um, They ran or walked or completed a 5K uh, down in in, in Illinois, or down in, um, was it Champaign? And... um, this whole state is Illinois, but down in Champaign. And it was fantastic that there's people on the sidelines and there's, there's people cheering you on. And it's this image of that's how our church should be. When people are doing the parenting race, when people are doing just the life race, that we're like, you can do it. Go, 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 go. We got you. Here's a water. Go. And that's, that's the mentality I want to bring to Uh, What we're thinking about here today and for the next three weeks as we talk about parenting and life is that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And yes, we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. We are standing on the shoulders of faith giants. Yet here we have the opportunity as the kingdom of God to be that cloud, be that support system for those in this room and in this church. So every member of the kingdom has a duty in raising the next generation. Every member in the kingdom has a duty in raising the next generation. Every member, which means all members, parents, non-parents, everything. Every member of the kingdom has a duty in raising the next generation. And I would even go farther than that in applying to ourselves. Every member of the kingdom has a duty in helping the the rest of the kingdom of God. Everybody, everybody, we all are shared in this. We all walk, lock, step in this. We all cheer on each other. It's not like, can you believe that mom? Man, you don't know what she did this week. You don't know what happened this week. You don't know that she got fired and that she's laid on these three bills and all this stuff, but her kid's just behaving. So what do you do? You go help with the kid, right? You don't go, "Mm, mm, that's just terrible. Every member of the kingdom has a duty in raising the next generation. Jesus, we lost something in the couple thousand years of way to raise kids. Jesus, there's a great, one of the first parables, about, or not parables, story about Jesus. It has to do with this fact. We read it and we go, what in the world was Mary doing? What in the world is Mary doing? She must win mom of the not century. She's terrible mom. In this story, they, basically this is what happens. The town walks together to Jerusalem, and then walks back. They walk to Jerusalem for a big party called Passover for a week, and then they turn around and go back. All right? Well, they've walked for a day on the way back, and she's like, where's Jesus? Now, some of you moms, if your kid's outside in the front yard for more than five minutes, you're having a panic attack. 
right? When Mary's gone through a whole day, walked miles, I'm like, isn't there supposed to be like some dude, kid around here? It's a different kind of mentality. This would be like us as a church going, you know what? There is an event at Soldier Field. Let's go walk to Soldier Field. Going to watch the bears loose. <laughs> I'm going to get booed on Mother's Day? Awesome. You turn around, like the one Packers fan's like, yeah. Um, and we turn around. We turn around after the game and start walking back. Well, we get... Yeah, you know, halfway home, and we're like, oh, man, where's Bowen? <laughs> I look at Paul, and I'm like, hey, hey, you, my son usually is with your girls. Is, uh, is he with? I haven't seen him. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, Vince, is he with Landon? No? Okay. You know where your kid is. Oh, great, great. <laughs> and I keep on going around the room, and like, oh, man, where is Bowen? And I walk back, and he's, and I'm like, oh, well, you got to go back to Soldier Field. Go back, and he's hanging out with the bears. He's, he's like, color, you stink. No, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> She's like, Jerry, why you got to hurt? Why you got to say mean things today? Um, this is what happened. Like, what is going on? But the expectation Mary has is this is community, that I expect my child to be with you guys, and that's okay. That in this great cloud of witnesses, my kids are going to be helped and moved on. And, and, and this is a whole community endeavor. I'm not raising Jesus by myself. It's all of us together. And that, that changes the mentality of looking at that story. This, this is beautiful. Now, there's other things going on that we don't need to talk about today. But this, think about that. The, the expectation that community is walking with you as you raise your child. That there's a permission given to say, hey, you know what? My kid's doing that. It's okay. Get to that. You know, you see my kid running through the halls. You say, hey, slow down. And if they don't respect you, you let me know. We'll deal with that. But it's, it's the same kind of thing. Just building in community. What is community? I think very important we have to figure out what community is not. Community is not parenting by committee. Okay, there is one committee in your parenting. It is you and your spouse. That is the only committee. Those are the only people that get votes. There's lots of people that will talk, but they don't get votes. Community is not parenting by committee. You and your spouse come up with a game plan of this is how we're going to do. To spank, to not to spank. To let it cry it out, let it not cry it out. To do disposable diapers or to wash all the things. Whatever, you, you know, everybody's got opinions. There's two votes. You and your spouse. Two votes. Your mama doesn't get a vote. Some of you grandmas are like, oh, yes, I do. No, you don't. You don't get a vote. You don't get a vote. Aunts don't get a vote. Your friends don't get a vote. Oprah doesn't get a vote. Nobody else gets a vote. Nobody. It's you and your spouse. You guys come up with your plan of attack for parenting. Parenting's hard. And if you guys haven't figured out what you're going to do, you're going to go in eight different directions and nothing's going to happen. Here's the deal. One of you can't be one and one of the other one because there's gonna be, it's going to be a really messy if you're like, oh, I'm going to be a cried out parent, and they're not going to be a cried out parent, that ain't going to work. It will not work at all. And it's the same way with you know all kinds of other things going throughout the kid's life. You got to be on the same team in that. But it's not community is not parenting by committee. It's not parenting by committee. Community, what it does mean 
is relying on others to help you in the adventure of parenting. Community means relying on others to help you in the adventure we call parenting. And for our lives, community means relying on others to help you in the adventure we call life. That's what being in community is. And that means that I'm not going to be in control all the time, that I'm going to actually allow someone else to have input into my kid's life. Do I have final say-so? Absolutely. But I'm going to let other people speak into my kid's life, to have experiences with my child. Community means asking for help. Community means asking for help. And community, for the rest of us, means giving help, not advice. (laughs) Giving help, not advice. This is hard. This is real easy. People, you know, I had, um, when I was first homeowner, first house, I made a lot of expensive mistakes with my home. Because I had no one, my dad is about a, doesn't know which end of a hammer to use, right? He just, he's not a go-to guy for, for help. And so I would mess something up, and then I would go to church and be like, hey, you know, what, what's going on? And like, well, what you should have done was this, this, and this. I'm like, well, thank you. I've been talking about my broken water heater for three months, and you haven't said anything to me. Really helpful now. This could have been brought to my attention yesterday, right? And so this is going over and over and over again. But advice isn't really helpful. I needed help. I need help. And as a parent, you know, I'm a parent of twins. I got two of these little boogers, right, at the same time. I didn't need any advice. I knew I didn't know what I was doing. I just need help. I just, just need help. It's like, you know, going to someone who's drowning in the ocean, going, well, what you should do is you should move your arms. Like, Thank you, throw me the life preserver. Right? Sometimes it's, it's just we need help. And, and we get this confused because we're like, we think we know the answers. We don't, need to, we don't need to tell somebody the answers. They ask for the answers. Here's my opinion. Take it if you want, whatever. But I will help you. Community means giving help. That means to moms who have a little one saying, you know what? I could come over and just watch them for an hour while you, you know, took a nap, went outside, breathe. Community means giving help, not advice. But also community means asking for help. You've got to be able to be willing to say, I need help. Can someone help me with this? Because there's a lot of people in this room right now, I, moms, especially little ones, there's a lot of people in this room right now who would help you. They just they don't want to invade your privacy. They don't want to overstep their bounds. They don't want to do anything. They just, they just don't know how to ask. If you just say, hey, could you help me for a second? Oh, yes. You're probably making their day. Sharing the everyday will allow you to be more aware in the unique. Sharing the everyday will allow you to be more aware in the unique. And what does this mean? I think as parents, we are so, I know I am, I am so protective of the moments with my kids. I want to have all the memories. I want to have all the experiences. I I want to have the Rolodex of, you know, flipping through the album in my head of, oh, I did this with my kid. I did this with my kid. I got to do this with my kid. I want them all. But you know what? Those, we get so caught up in the everyday that I know I get so frustrated with, where's your shoes, Bowen? Eat this, Bowen. Kendall, why are you doing that? You know, what? I get so caught up in those that I miss the beautiful moments because I'm just so tired of the monotonous in the every 
day, if we share in the everyday experiences with people who are willing to help us, you can become more aware of the unique. How can I uh, talk about this? This this has happened. My neighbors, uh, two doors down, have kids our our kids' age. They're stepped stepped all around our kids, and they've discovered each other because of the bus stop. They're like, ah, you're my. We could play. We could hang out. You and me. Oh, we could be friends. There we go. And so now they're they are all the time. We're gonna have to buy the neighbor in between us. I think new sod because my kids are going back and forth in the grass all the time, and it's fantastic. But we uh, we keep on they keep on getting together and, and whatnot. And so a couple Sundays ago, uh, we had a, like a neighborhood wide wiffle ball. Uh, home run derby in my side yard. It was like the best day of my life. And so I'm pitching and <clears throat> balls are going everywhere. It's fantastic. And the ki- you, kids are everywhere. And so this goes on and the relationship has been sparked. And the next week, Bowen and Kendra are climbing a maple tree in our front yard. And it's a small maple tree, but they're still climbing a tree and they're, they're six years old. And so there's a little bit of, a, you know, that whole risk thing with climbing a tree and dead branches and falling and dying and all those things. Um, and so... The kids are up in the tree, and so the neighbor kids, their new friends, want to hang out with them, and they're like, never climbed a tree like that before. I was like, well, you better go ask your mom, because I'm not going to be responsible. We just started this relationship. I don't need to be like, what are you doing? Uh, so um, mom comes over, and she's watching, and the boy starts climbing up the tree. He's getting a little higher. And he's, he's filling it out. And like, you know, you know how it goes. It's like, oh, can I do this? Oh, I can do that. I can do this. And it's this beautiful moment of discovery. You can see it all over the face. And mom's next to me going, I have to let him do this. I have to let him do this. I have to let him do this. And she's like rocking back and forth, thinking about it, because this is not normal for her. But it's like, I got to let this experience happen. So I'm like, okay, all right, she is nervous. We're going to be mature, Jared. No jokes right now. All right. So we're like, go here, go here, and tell him where to put his feet, and walking him through this experience, and how do you go up a little bit higher? Okay, reach up, blah, 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 and just walking through. Now he's got to turn around, come down. It's a whole nother ball game coming. Down. Going up a tree is way easier than going down a tree, right? Well, you could, you could do it easy the way, but you don't want to do it. <laughs> so he comes down, and it's just fantastic. The shared experience, because she, she didn't want to do this. We're sharing an everyday tree walking thing, and it let her be, okay, I can just experience the uniqueness of my kids instead of, no, don't do that. Don't do this. Please stay here. Because she's got a bunch of kids. And I know she gets overwhelmed with, oh, what are you doing all around me? <laughs> but sharing in the everyday will you allow you to be more aware in the unique. And this is for, for all of us as parents. I think this happens in our, in our life as we share in the everyday experiences that we have to be more aware of the unique things, the way God speaks into our life and the beautiful creations that we get to see. We share in the everyday so we have enough extra space in our heart and our soul to see the unique things of God. Share the everyday will allow you to be more aware in the unique. Community be, sorry, community means being a team. Community means being a team. When the twins were born, there were times that Kelly and I would would close the door and um, cry. <laughs> We'd just close the door. Kendall would be inside screaming her head off, just wailing because she she had acid reflux so bad that it was just it was just she was in pain and she her little fist didn't unclench for eighteen months and she just you would never think the sweet little thing that's back there was that. Hellion that I had in a, in a crib, just all the time. Just, 
they won tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like, okay, we just failed, and we just be there, and it'd be what it is. There's other times where I would come home from work. I got a job uh, five days before the twins were born. And so it was this new job, new church, way more responsibility, all kinds of stuff. And I would come in, and Kelly's kind of like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on. It's like, tag, you're in. And I would just take them. And we, like, no words. That was the words that we spoke tonight. Tag, you're it. And we'd just go, you know, and push Bowen against the side of the couch and put a, uh, you know, bottle in the side of him and hold him in place with his hip. And he's, like, swaddled and drinking. And Kendall, I'm like, please stop crying. And it just, it just happened. But we're a team. We went through it together. There was the highs and the lows and all of this. And as a church body, there's people in here who we need team members. And it feels like we're totally alone. Dads, if you're not participating in the team, get on board. We need team members. Community means being a team. This means you and your spouse in front of them working together. We had this experience when we first moved here. We were, I was working a lot here trying to get a handle on everything and also remodeling uh, the basement. So I wasn't home very much. I was only, what, 400 feet away from the church, but I wasn't home much at all. And so um, I got this FaceTime phone call one night, and uh, Kelly goes, uh, you need to talk to your son. I was like, uh-oh. What is that? I can be home. And she, no, no, phone call will be fine. I don't know if she didn't want me to beat him or what was going on, but like, what, do you, what do you want? He's like, your son thinks he doesn't need to do chores around the house. Really? Yeah, he told me that boys don't do chores. I was like, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, well, uh, yeah, let me talk to him. And I was like, is this a veiled thing? Like, yeah, you better get your stuff together, so, uh, boy. Um, I was like, okay. All right, let me talk to him. Put some on the phone. But what, what do you think? Boys well, don't do chores. You don't do any chores. Oh, that's why I'm 400 feet away, so I can't kill him. I said, well, no, daddy's been real busy at work, but I do my chores. I do this, and I do this, and I do this, and I do this after you go to sleep so I can spend more time with you, buddy, because I don't want to be doing chores the whole time that, that I'm home when I am home because before you go to sleep. Oh, yeah, so what's going to happen is you're going to start doing those chores with me. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's time that you start you know, doing this and this. Uh, you know, now um, that backfired on him big time. But the point of the story was we were a, a team. Kelly had four different choices. The first one was stay silent. Just, and I'm sure during that time, as the rest of us guys who remodeled the basement, our wives were probably getting a little frustrated with that because we, we spent a lot of time down there. But she could have stayed silent and, and basically just affirmed his belief that boys don't do chores. It's not the positive thing to do. Second choice she would have had was to say, yeah, you're right. Well, your dad doesn't do chores, but you're going to do them, and you're going to be a better man than your dad and totally demean me in front of my son. Now, you giggle, and I feel like it's nervous laughter because we've had that happen, and that is the worst possible thing you could do. You're demeaning the hero figure of your child to him and just tearing him down. That sets a standard that you don't want to be a part of. The closest I get to demeaning Kelly in front of my kids is, your mom's silly sometimes. Usually revolves around packing for a trip when I say that. But your mom is silly sometimes. Yeah. 
And that's okay. But don't choose that one. Don't choose that. Don't demean them in front of your kids. And Kelly had a third, a good, a good option was she could have handled it. She said, no, she could have stood up for me and said, no, your dad does this and this. You just don't see him do it. And blah, 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 blah. Which would have been a good option, but it's not the best option. The best option, she doesn't even know she had this huge parenting win, I don't think. I didn't realize it until I started preparing for this message. Is she called me. Because what she did is she enacted the team members like, no, he needs to do this. He needs to speak into his son's life at this point. She, I could have stood up for him, sure. But now I'm going to let him do it and have a teaching moment into our son's life. It was how a team works. It was really, really neat. And it was a, I just still has stuck with me through it. This team idea, I don't want you to think, well, I don't have a spouse at home. Me and their dad or me and their mom are separated. And I'm trying to do this the best, best way I possibly can by myself. I understand that is incredibly difficult. And figuring out how to get on the same team with someone that you can't stand or can't talk to or it drives you insane has got to be one of the hardest things to do in the world. As a former student pastor for 10 years, do it. Fight through that. Get on the same team in some capacity, whether it's with discipline or who gets the car or who's paying for the phone or whatever that is, get on the same team in some aspect of that. It will pay off huge dividends for you and your child. How your child perceives your treatment of your spouse sets the standard in which they will live up to. How your child perceives your treatment of your spouse sets the standard in which they will live up to. Get a team. I understand it's difficult, but you need a grandma, you need an aunt, you need a, a brother, you need a, an uncle, you need a friend. You need someone to be on your team with you as you raise these kids. And uh, I was thinking the other day of, of what it looked like to be a team member with somebody. Um, Chris Cox was over at the house um, last year making uh, giant Jenga puzzle for the block party. And so I let Chris start using the chop saw. And uh, it was real fun until Tracy walked up with some Sonic slushies. I was so busted. I did not tell her that her son was going to be operating power tools. Whoops, Daisy. Uh, but she, she stood there. She oh, he's using the saw. And he didn't know because it's, I mean, it's really mindless, like really, really easy stuff. But he's working the saw, something he's never going to get. To, you know, he didn't, she doesn't have the tool for a chop saw. She doesn't have the, she's not going to do that. Offering this whole new uh, idea for Chris. And he's got a big smile on his face. I mean, what what 14-year-old boy doesn't want to use a power tool? I mean, come on. All right. So he is cutting these things down. He's having a great time. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, are you okay? Does he need to be on paint duty? She's like, no, no. And it was the team coming, coming alongside. Now, I don't do stuff with Chris all the time. I know Chad Howe does all kinds of stuff with Chris all the time. It's fabulous. But being a team and raising a boy. In raising a girl, being, finding a teammate to do this. We were joking around the other day because we were talking about how, um, what, what our lives, it was Jimmy, Kevin, and I were talking about how our lives would all be terrible if Kelly like, wasn't in our lives anymore. She's become pretty important to all of us. And I was like, yeah, if Kelly wasn't here anymore, I think everybody just moves into my house. We'd be like three men and a baby. You know, we just have to do this, do this thing as a team here because we wouldn't know what in the world would be happening. Yvonne's going, this is a nightmare. That would be a nightmare that would happen. <laughs> But as, we, as we, we do that, we do life as a team together. 
And what that looks like, even if you don't have a spouse with you or, or that's just not a, not a possibility, what does that look like? I know women that there's guys, I could probably get five volunteer guys to, today to do stupid man things with your child today. That if I just asked for volunteers, I'd get them right now. And you're going, I don't know how I'm going to ever teach my kid to do this. Or you're going, you know, he, he's getting ready for that talk. And I don't want to do that. You know what? He doesn't want you to do that either. I'll, I'll, right now, I will t- t- I'll do that for you. If you need a man to have the talk with your son, I'll volunteer for that. Will I enjoy that? No. <laughs> but I'll do that for you because guess what? We're team members. And if you need help in that, we'll do that. And there's other guys here that, you know what? I would take your kid fishing or whatever. I'll be a part of that. I just think, I don't want anybody to go, well, I don't have a spouse, so this can't work. No, 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 no. Because you don't have a spouse, this works even better. We are in community with each other, working with each other, helping each other and each other's shortcomings. This verse goes on. It talks about, being surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. And it says, let us throw off everything that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles. Next point, which we're going to talk about next week, is this. Release your baggage. Release your baggage. Release your baggage. Some of us are holding so tightly onto our baggage, we've released it, but only enough to give it to our kids. And so why don't you carry that wound with me? We have to get rid of our baggage so that we can help our kids the most most way we possibly can. Release your baggage. What's your baggage? What's keeping you from being the person that you want to be? Whether that's something that was done to you or you did or whatever it is. What is something that's keeping you from being the person that you want to be, the person that God is calling you to be? Let go of it. What is something that's keeping you from being the parent that you want to be? Let go of it. Release your baggage. Throw off everything, everything that hinders in the sin that so easily entangles. Notice that hinders and sin aren't necessarily the same thing. Facebook isn't necessarily a sin, but it can hinder your parenting if you're always like this instead of watching or hanging out. Or being, or being present with your kids. Throw away everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles. And then finally, the scripture goes on and says this, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Up. It's hard. Being a parent is difficult. There's incredible joys and there's incredible heartache in it. Don't give up. The scripture says, run with perseverance the race marked out with uh, marked out for us. Know that there is a crowd of people saying, You could do it. Go, 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 go. You got this. You got this. Need some water? Here's a power bar. Go, 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 go. Don't give. As we think about who we are as people, who we are in the kingdom of God, who we are as God creates us to be, 
how he specifically made us with people maybe that we're in charge of or the little lives that we get to pour into. How are we as team members? Are we living community or are we living by ourselves? How do we invite more people in to be a part of this great adventure? As we think about it, as we, as we go from this place today, as we explore even our own minds, is how do I do this in community? I think it offers some of the greatest rewards of our lives, being a part of some other kid's life, getting a smile. Me and, um, me and little Sawyer, he was over at our house for dinner, and he found Bowen's Batman mask, and he just come up to me. He hadn't said any word to me, a word to me all night long. He just kind of looked at me like, I don't know if I like you. Comes up to me, Batman. <laughs> and for a half an hour, we were having a conversation, and, like, and, and I had to put on the mask. At some point. So I'm here having, trying to have a good conversation with Janet and Jordan. Like, hi, how are you doing? You know, having a conversation, an adult conversation with a Batman mask on. I don't know how they just weren't laughing at me. And he would walk up to me, and he'd be like, eh, eh. And I'd turn him out. Batman. And then he'd be happy, and I'd have another five minutes of a conversation. But if I took that mask off, oh, we got problems. So what are you doing? Just entering in his world. That little, and now so walking in the church, he walks in. I see a little, little Sawyer out. Batman. The big smile on his face like that. I get that because, you know, he's not my kid, but I get to enter his world and I get to be a part of that. We get those opportunities all the time here at the church. This is one of the beautiful benefits of being part of the kingdom of God, and you are invited to it. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. And Lord, we thank you for our moms. We thank you for the imprints they put on our lives. We thank you for the blessing they have been. God, we ask you to let us be open to sharing the responsibility of kids. And even further than that, Lord, let us be open to sharing the responsibility of living this life to its fullest, that we step into the kingdom and say, God, mold me and shape me as a parent, as a man, as a woman, as a person that you would have me. And if that means I need to step into someone else's life or give a helping hand here or there, God, that you would, you would impart that on our hearts and our minds, that we would know how to be a part of community. And God, as we try to rebuild something that has been lost in community, that, we, that you would give us courage, that you would give us boldness to step out of our comfort zones, to say, I want to help you. I want to love you. I want to care for you. I want to be a part of that. God, would you put a restlessness in our heart until we establish community? God, I thank you for our children. I thank you for the people in this room thinking about how do I become a better parent? How do I take some of these and apply it to our lives? How do I, how do, I do that? God, I ask you to give us clarity in that. Lord, as we go from this place, we go to a restaurant or we go cook out or we do whatever it is, that we don't get caught up in the immediacy of our plans, that we let it sink into our hearts, that there's a responsibility to the kingdom that we have, a duty to the kingdom of God to help raise these little ones. Lord, we love you. We praise your name. Amen.